we are in a double portion this time. And uh, while we're at it, Tazria, Tazria, I'm sorry, Tazria and Mitzora. Those are the double portion. We have great discussion. We're going to be talking about the purity um, uh, ways of purification for the women. Uh, there's uh, the subject of circumcision. And what I would like to do, since we're go- sort of traversing into some detailed Torah law, um, I want to examine an idea that commandments bring refinements. Re- refinement. Commandments bring refinement. In Parshat Tazria, uh, this begins with the commandment of circumcision, Leviticus 12, 3. It says, on the eighth day, the flesh of his foreskin shall be circumcised. Now, the Torah does not give the reason for the commandment. Ostensibly, this stems from what was said to the patriarch Avraham in Genesis 17, 9 through 14, about circumcision. The question is, is why? Why do we have to have a commandment that was so obvious to his people from Abraham's generation in his day? Why did they need to make it a commandment? The first thing that is very significant about this is the eighth day. On the eighth day of your son's life, he is to be circumcised. What did we learn about the eighth day? What does the eighth day signify? Transcends physicality. Transcends physicality. Even though it's a very physical act, it transcends it. There's something very divine and something very purposeful that is done for this reason. God further said to Abraham, Avinu, as for you and your offspring to come throughout the ages shall keep my covenant, shall, uh, such shall be the covenant between me and you and your offspring to follow, which you shall keep. Every male among you shall be circumcised. You shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and you shall be, this shall be a covenant between me and you. And throughout the generations, every male among you shall be circumcised at the age of eight days. As for the home-born slave and the one brought from the uh, from an outside, bought from the from an outsider, who is not your offspring, they also must be circumcised. So that meant that a slave that lived in a home also had to be circumcised, primarily because uh, he was going to conduct himself as a gear in the house of a Jewish uh, slave master. They must be circumcised, home-born, and purchased alike. Thus shall my covenant be marked in your flesh as an everlasting pact. And if any male who is uncircumcised fails to to circumcise the flesh of his foreskin, that person shall be cut off from his kin. He has broken my covenant. Now, Maimonides writes about this very... (coughs) text that we read from Genesis in the tractate Hulin from the Mishnah 7-6 he says we do not perform circumcision because of the patriarch Abraham circumcision circumcision we do it and the members of the household rather because of God blessed one said to do it it wasn't because Abraham did it it was because the blessed one said to do it According to Maimonides, interpretation, the source for the commandment of circumcision, is the command given this week reading 
Not that it was written in Genesis, we are circumcised just as Abraham was circumcised, not because he was circumcised, but the commandment was given to us at Sinai. However, the author of Sefer Ha-Hinunk believes the source of the commandment is indeed in Genesis, except that the commandment was duplicated and written again in Leviticus. Here are some of the reasonings behind some of the sages and their thoughts. The reason for the commandment, according to him, are as follows. The Lord, blessed be he, wished that the people whom he had chosen to be called by his name have a fixed sign on their bodies, setting them apart from the other peoples by the form of their bodies, just as they were set apart by the form of their souls, and the difference was set in the, the reproductive organ since it was caused from uh, of the extent of the species. Aside from perfecting the form of the body or changing the form of the body and the chosen people, the Lord, blessed be he, wish to perfect their attributes and desire that their acts of perfecting be done by human beings. Therefore, humans were not created perfect from birth to hint to them that just as perfection of the form of their body is dependent on them, so too the perfection of their souls is in their hands in making their actions proper. Aside from explaining the reason for the sign of the covenant is, is, is placed where it is, the author also notes two primary reasons for the commandment. One, to set us apart, set the Jewish people apart from all the other people's bodies in the world, not only in our souls, the other to hint, uh, hint to us that we have to take action to perfect our own souls, just as we take action to perfect our bodies. Now, here is the second reason that we're going to see this very same author make this discussion. Here's the second reason. Based on a well-known story in the Midrash, uh, in, in this week's reading, once upon a time, a wicked man by the name of Rufus asked Rabbi Akiva, Whose deeds are finer, those of the Holy One, blessed be He, or those of human beings? The an he answered, Rabbi Akiva answered, those of human beings are finer. This wicked Rufus said to him, consider the heavens and the earth, and can humans make, the, uh, make the, anything like this? And Rabbi Akiva said to him, do not give me things that are above human beings, that people have no control of. Rather, give me examples of things that are in humans' hands. And he said to him, Why do you circumcise yourself? He responded, I knew you would ask me about this. Therefore, I began by saying that the deeds of human beings are finer than those of the Holy One, blessed be he. Rabbi Akiva, bringing him some stalks of wheat and some cakes, and said to them, these are made by the Lord, and these are made by human beings. Are these finer than the stalks of wheat? Rufus answers and said to him, if, if he desires circumcision, why does he not make a newborn merge out of the womb circumcised? Rabbi Akiva answered him, and why is he born with an umbilical cord connected to him in his mother's womb? And his mother cuts it. As for your saying, why does he not emerge circumcised? This is because the Holy One, blessed be He, gave the commandments to Israel for no other reason than to refine or purify them. Hence, David Amelik says in Psalm 1831, 
The word of the Lord is pure. Now, in this legend about circumcision, the story that we hear, Rabbi Akiva gives two explanations for the commandment of circumcision. Number one, to give human beings credit for completing the work of creation. Before creation, it was the Creator's desire that mankind be circumcised. But He gave every person the opportunity to participate and finalize it in perfecting creation. The second reason for circumcision is included in the context of the general purpose of the commandments, which we given in order to refine people and our human beings by performing the commandments, people refine and purify their souls, becoming holy as we say in our benedictions, who has sanctified us by his commandments and he commanded us. Now the sages offer several different hypotheses explaining this reason for the commandment. And the most of the greatest, the greatest of Jewish thinkers uh, who followed their lead, here are a few. Erbach says, in emphasizing two reasons, found in the writings of the sages, the two explanations for the reason for the commandments, that of reward and that of refinement of a person, are found in two interpretations of the concept of hukim, laws, and opposed to rules and hukim uh, laws because they are enacted also. The, sort of the play on the words. Rab, uh, Rabbi uh, Abba Elisheva, uh, Elishev, I'm sorry, said, for they bring human beings life in their afterlife. The first remarks say, says that the commandments fortify people in their struggle against the evil inclination in order to refine or purify human beings through them. While the second remark emphasis are aspects of reward. I have ha heard uh, men tell me who later in their journey decided to rejoin themselves in their Judaism or convert to Judaism, that circumcision had a major effect on their yetzer. Uh, you know, I just I found it amazing. They just said, you know, living your entire life uncircumcised, then you're circumcised, it changes something in your yetzer, which is a I guess sort of fortifies the idea of what, what this person is saying, that circumcision helps to refine uh, the person. Commandments serve to strengthen human beings so that they can understand, uh, can understand trials, and if they do so, when performing the commandments, also adds a measure of holiness to people. To the above, Erbach continues. He adds to the explanation of the whole idea of reward that a person will receive for performing the commandments. The, the notion common to all the sources that we have cited is the sage's famous declaration, the commandments were given for no other purpose than to refine human beings through them, which apparently comes from Genesis Rabbah, uh, where it said in chapter 44, it says this, sometimes later, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. The way of God is perfect, the, Lord, the word of the Lord is pure. He is a shield to all who seek refuge in him. Psalm 1831. If his ways are perfect, then he all the more so, Rav said, the commandments are given for no other purpose than to refine human beings through them. For what does the Holy One blessed be? He care whether a person slaughters an animal uh, at the throat or the back of the neck. 
Thus, we see that the commandments are given none other than to refine human beings through them. So over and over, we're going to be reminded in this study of the Parashot that the attention to detail is what makes us a more refined human being. I was speaking to someone the other day who was saying that they have such a, 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 such a deep character flaw and they know it. And they're fully aware of this deep character flaw. And they're constantly driven by the shame of it. And even though, and, and I, said, I said, so, but that's what perfection is about. This is what transformation, this is what refinement's about, is you're fully cognizant of the character flaw. And, 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 and that it's a constant plague in your thoughts all the time. And this person says, well, I don't act on it, right? It was almost kind of saying like, well, I know I still have it, but I don't act on it like as if I was maybe sort of accusing them of operating out of the negative character trait. And I said, but that's refinement. Refinement is the fact that you're fully cognizant that you have the issue, but you don't act on it. You don't move forward on it. That's what's created the refinement. This person, I was glad to encourage to say, you are a beautiful person, fully refined. Why? Because the commandments of Hashem restrain you from doing what is negative in your character flaw. So why do we have commandments? Well, the first thing that especially those from the nations, the righteous of the nations that come to Torah, one of the things that you learn is the more that you begin to take upon yourself Torah wisdom, the more profound you become fine-tuned to things that need to be changed in your personal life. You, you just see, you begin to see those things. And you realize, I've got so much to do to fix those things. It is through the illumination of Torah and the wisdom of Torah that we finally are able to have the tools to make the change that we need. The perfection of the believer can be discerned in the fact that even those commandments whose reason is not clear to him, he performs with the same faithful devotion as he accords the commandments which are understood. So if you're asked, why do we keep the commandments? What do we say? God, it's, just, it's written. It's God told us. Is there any logic to it? Don't have to have logic. As I, I would even go as far to say, you can even do commit to do commandments that you don't really like. This is not about liking them. Though we do find beauty in them, okay, so I'm not, I'm not saying we, we have a bad attitude toward it, but you don't have to necessarily like it to do it. And I guarantee you, for sure, you don't have to understand it. You just know that it needs to be done. This is the marker of faithfulness toward Hashem. Because he operates, uh, this person that is like you and I, he operates under the basic assumption that the source of both types of commandments is one and the same, and that is Hashem. Whether there is course given for a reason, for example, if Hashem would have said, circumcise your sons, and not even talked about the covenant, would it matter? No. We just do it. Perhaps... The commandment of circumcision is juxtaposed in this week's reading in the commandment regarding the impurity of a woman at childbirth after the birth of a male in order to teach us that just as there is no intellectual reason for the laws of the ritual purity, 
and impurity, so too with the commandment of circumcision. Nevertheless, as we study Scripture, we are not exempt from the obligation to search for reasons. Just as the sages do not view themselves as exempt from looking for reasons, however, the point of departure and sometimes also the conclusion will always be the commandments were given for no greater purpose than to refine mankind. That concludes this part of the class. And may you go from strength to strength and may you be refined in your character through the commandments. Shalom.